Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hi guys and welcome to Creative Source with Andy Osho, that's me, your host. This is a podcast about creativity for creatives. Doesn't matter whether you're aspiring or established, whether you're returning to the arts, doesn't matter whether you're, you know, doing this at an amateur level or whether you're a pro, this is a conversation for you. We're going to be talking about all things related to being a creative. We're going to be discussing rejection, your creative hustle, working smart, discipline, success, failure mental health, mindset, everything over the course of this series. So let's get into it. Oh, and by the way, if you want to support this podcast, you can check out our Patreon page. I think it's like patreon.com creative source with Andy Osho, something like that. Anyway, we've got all these different tiers, um, uh, levels that you can support the program at. And hopefully in the future, we'll also be having some merch. Yeah, who doesn't like a bit of merch? All right. So listen, let's get started. So the reason I started this podcast is because I was really hungry for conversations about being a creative that weren't all just about practical advice. I wanted to be inspired and I was searching for material, mainly videos to be fair, and I didn't really find what I was looking for. So typical Osho style, I was like, well, I'll just do it myself. And so here I am. So where this started was that I was actually doing it as um, a series of live streams on Instagram. And so if you want to check out those old streams, they're all on my YouTube channel. But I felt like um, I could make the conversation more concise. And so therefore I thought, start a podcast. And so here we are. The first subject that I felt was a really important one to start with was rejection. Because 
that is something that every creative has to deal with, especially when you first start, it feels like it's way more no's than it is yeses. And I thought, you know, even though I do want this to, you know, inspire and motivate, we have to keep it real, that it's a really a big part of the life of a creative. So let's talk about rejection. I think the first thing to address really is why there's so much rejection. The obvious thing is it's a numbers game. There's more artists than there are opportunities. There's more artists than seats at the table. So then the question is, why do so many people want to be artists? And I think there's two things. One is that um, we get enamored by the trappings and, you know, we have fantasies of winning awards. And, you know, if you're an actor being up on stage and receiving that, that little golden statue, or if you're a musician playing a huge gig or seeing your work in some incredible exhibition space and having the lifestyle that we think goes along with being like at the top of our game. So there is that side of it. And definitely we've all been motivated by that. And uh, anyone who says that they haven't, they're lying. Uh, I think it was Brad Pitt that said, or was it Kevin Bacon? Anyways, uh, they said that, um, you know, all actors want to be famous. And if you don't, you're lying. And I kind of get that. But that's not all it is. I do really think that there is something really special and profound and actually necessary about having creativity in our lives. And for some, it's so important that we can't even have it just be a part of our lives. We want to make it the main focus of our lives, i.e. make it our work. And why is that? I think it's because in some ways it can be quite a spiritual experience. I don't mean in the sense of, you know, like prayer can be spiritual or something like that, but in the sense of like, when you're in that flow, when you're creating and time stands still and you, you know, you look up and it's like two hours later and you, cause you've been so involved in your work, there's something magical about that. It's that's more what I mean. And I think a lot of people, whether they're aware of it or not, want to have those experiences because really when we're creating, it isn't actually coming from us, it's coming through us. And that is quite a unique experience when you're so in flow with life that universal creativity is just flowing through you. I do think that there's something in that in that that's why so many people wanna be creatives. But look, at the end of the day, the fact remains that there are a lot of artists and there aren't necessarily the same amount of seats at the table. And so this does create this issue of rejection, like some people are, are bound to get rejected. The other issue with it as well is that it's a good and a bad thing, but there's no entry point. You know, in terms of being an artist, you don't have to go through a set standard path or, you know, you don't have to acquire a series of qualifications to be able to do it. If tomorrow you decided I'm going to be a poet nobody is standing in your way. And the thing is, that isn't the case for so many other career paths, thankfully. You know, we don't want doctors going, you know, someone deciding the next day that they want to be a doctor and then like, mm, I think I'm going to do some surgery, just, you know, as a hobby. Uh, you know, rightly so, there's a, you know, pre-designed career path for a doctor. But for artists, there really isn't. And, you know, when I started, I just had this growing feeling within me that the job that I was doing, which was by and large a sort of operational one, I was in charge of sort of booking editors and, and making sure that clients had exactly what they want to do the post-production for their TV shows and films. Yeah, I just got this growing sense that this was never going to satisfy me creatively. 
And I spoke to some other actors. I was like, how do you even start? I had no clue. And they were all like, drama school, you have to do this and you have to do that. And I was like, yeah, okay, um, I'm already 30. So what I might do is do a little bit from column A, go to drama school and a little bit just crack on and start. And that's the great thing about creativity that you can just start. But it's also one of the challenges of it because you can just start. So there's no measure of whether you're actually qualified to do the things that you would like to do. You know, using the doctoring as an example, there, there's a clear measure of whether they're qualified to do the things that they would like to do or whether they aren't. And it's whether they finish medical school. It's finite. You know, there's no negotiating around this or no taking into account previous experience. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, it's finite. But with artists, you could equally your first job be some huge Hollywood film, uh, if you know, so talking in the domain of actors now, or your first job could be theatre and education, and, and because you know, you just never known. And so that does make it very difficult at the beginning because your desires and your ability might not necessarily match up, but they might do, but there's no way to measure it. That's basically what I'm getting at. So the entry point is, is whatever you want it to be. If you want to start, and if you want to start putting yourself out there as an artist, you can. No one can stop you. But like I say, that's also the pitfall of it. Hello, I'm Roisin Connerty, and you're listening to Creative Source with Andy Osho. Now, as you will have gathered, this is a conversation for all of us. I'm learning as I'm doing it, and hopefully you're picking up things as you're listening. And if you follow me on social media, you'll know that I'm always um, doing shout outs for your thoughts, comments, and questions on the topics that we're going to be discussing. And uh, even though this is episode one, this episode is no exception. I already have some stuff from you guys that um, I want to share. So the first one is from Laura. And she has a comment and a question, actually. So she says, um, there's this whole idea that by thinking positively and believing you're going to succeed. But personally, when I do this um, and then I get rejected, I find it harder to deal with than when my attitude was more like, oh, if I get it, not going to stress. So she asks, what do you think is the healthy balance uh, between like the law of attraction and not getting your hopes up? Well, I think that is a, a, a great question. And the thing about the law of attraction or um, intention is that it is such a, um, a belief in things turning out the way that they need to, that you don't have to hold on to it. So I think an important element of law of attraction or intention or whatever you want to call it, manifesting, is letting go. Letting go of the outcome. And the other thing that I found um, uh, from letting go is that when you let go, it starts to open up um, what actually uh, your thoughts as to what you actually want. Because what, what I've found is that sometimes I'll have this sort of law of attraction attitude towards a particular job. Yeah, I really want to get this job. I'm going to believe I'm going to manifest. But when I start to let go, I realize, oh, it's not about this job. It's about wanting a job like this so that it allows for the possibility of this job not working out, but that my intention still stands. Because what, what we tend to do as artists, sometimes we'll fixate on an opportunity like this is the one, this is the one, this is the thing that I need. But actually, 
your grand intention has nothing to do with that job because before you got offered the opportunity to audition for it or, you know, um, send in your materials for it or however it is that you've come across this opportunity or a chance to go for this opportunity, you didn't know about it before. So it can't be about that job, that specific job. It must be about being in that field of experience where a job like that is possible. And then seeing it like that allows you to let it go. Because it's like, oh, okay, I know I want a job like that. And if you don't get it, you can go, oh, well, it wasn't obviously meant to be that one. But there is a job like that out there for me. I know it because I believe it. So if one can relate to the law of attraction and manifesting like that, then it gives it a looseness that's not that kind of grabby holding on, I must get this job. So that way, Laura, one can balance um, still having the law of attraction without having to think about managing your disappointment afterwards. The other thing to say as well about intention is that if you can't hold it with the same intention, like imagine you were going into town to meet some friends. You don't know it, but you're setting an intent. You're saying, I will leave my house and I will successfully arrive wherever I've agreed to meet my friends. You don't hope that you meet your friends. You don't, oh, one day, I just hope I can get as far as meeting my friends. I mean, I've made it to the tube station before, but I've never quite got on the tube. Because uh, I was thought, thwarted, I didn't get the opportunity to get on the tube. You know, like you know, like you know, you're gonna meet your friends. Uh, you know, obviously, <laughs> disasters um, uh, allowing. You know, you're gonna meet your friends. When we're thinking about wanting to get that opportunity, if we're using the law of attraction, we have to think about it with that same level of certainty. This is gonna happen. Like I know, like I know, like I know. And if it isn't with that same level of certainty, then you're kind of just hoping. And there's nothing wrong with hoping, but hoping is a different energy to intending. And if you toy around with those words in your mind, you'll start to feel what the difference is. I hope isn't quite as powerful as I intend. And so that's another uh, thing to bear in mind when thinking about the law of attraction and how one might be manifesting in one's life is like, are you hoping or are you intending? Because if you're intending, you don't have to worry about getting your hopes up because you're not dealing in that realm. You're not fingers crossed. I hope I get it. You're like, I'm getting it. And if it's not this one, it's going to be the next one. And if it's not that one, it's a, do you know what I mean? It's two, it's two different domains that you're dealing with. So Laura, I hope that's helpful. And then a comment came from Tom about rejection. He says, rejection, what a word. I think this word ruled me out for so long and led me to leaving the business in LA. And so Tom asked the question, how do we turn this word around to help lift us up to work harder without feeling let down? Well, I think it's kind of the same thing that Laura is talking about of just holding our intentions uh, or the things that we want to achieve in a different way. As hard as it is, we have to let go of the outcome. Because again, using that example of taking a trip into town to meet your friends, you're not holding on to the outcome of meeting your friends like you would like hold on to a job. Um, you're not like thinking, God, I really hope I meet them. Oh, I really hope they're there. I, I hope they haven't changed their mind and not told. You don't think like that. You let go of the outcome because you know, like you know, like you know, you're going to meet them. And the journey for us artists is to just have that same assuredness about our careers. And that doesn't mean it's going to all work out, but wouldn't you rather live in that domain and have that approach to your work than to live in that kind of grabby, sort of desperate, oh, what if it doesn't work out? Uh, a friend of mine, he uh, he's an actor 
And I was in that feeling that kind of, oh, when's it going to work out? Oh, I hope I get this job type of thing. And I was asking, you're so relaxed about what's next. And he was like, well, yeah, I mean, I know I'm excited to find out what that job is that I'm going to get. So he was living in that domain of like, I know, like I know, like I know, I don't know what it looks like, but I know that it's out there. And if you do believe in the law of attraction, you know that there's this infinite field of possibility where all things exist. And it is only through our intention that these things become material, but these things cannot become material, can't come into our lives unless we intend them, not hope for them, but intend them. So that's how we can work hard by letting go of the outcome. Because then once you've let go of the outcome, Tom, there's nothing to feel down about because there was no up because you didn't have a goal for what the outcome should be. Obviously we have overarching goals or intentions or objectives we want in our career, but we don't have to set them for each little thing if it's gonna cause us more pain. Or we set them and then we let them go. Probably that's what I mean. We set, we, we, we can have these targets and goals, but we let go of the outcome and that gives us freedom. And we'll talk about freedom in future podcasts as well. But um, for now, I hope that, that that's helpful. You guys, it is hard. But listen, I have asked some of my friends and colleagues and people I've worked with before to come onto the podcast and give a little advice. And so here is Richard Osman giving a little bit of advice on rejection. Hello, it's Richard Osman here. Uh, I've been asked to give you a bit of advice about rejection. I'm going to talk about professional rejection. Now, uh, in the world I work in television, like most creative industries, you are going to get an awful lot more rejection, a lot more than you will get uh, acceptance. So the key thing is you better fail very, very well. The same people who are rejecting you uh, may well be accepting you the year after. That's the thing to remember. So always take it well. I remember a series I did that uh, I wanted to do a second series of. It didn't happen. I was absolutely gutted, ready to sort of be furious and this, that, the other. Instead, what I did, I wrote a letter. This is how long ago that was to the commissioning editor and said, look, that must have been a very tough um, conversation for you to have. Thank you so much for the first series. And I hope you get to um, work together again at some point. And we did many times over. So that's my advice for professional rejection. As for personal rejection, I have no idea at all. If you, uh, if you fix that one at all, do let me know how. That is great advice. Take rejection well, because actually, I think that's a life skill. Um, not it's not doesn't just apply to creativity. Is if you can take those knockbacks well, that will make you so much stronger. Um, in terms of personal rejection, though, uh, I don't know. So seriously, if you've got the answer to that one, let us know. So thank you so much for listening, guys. There's actually so much on this topic of rejection that we're going to have to pick it up in the next episode. And in that, I'll be talking about how we can make this bitter pill a little bit sweeter. Uh, thank you, Soho Works, who have provided the space and the podcasting gear for me to be able to bring you this show. Um, you may be able to hear a few voices uh, in the background because there's people out there making things happen. Media types making things happen. That's what happens here. Um, and if you want to support the podcast, do check 
check out the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash creative source with Andy Osho. Uh, thank you also to my guest, Richard Osman, for his advice on rejection. If you want to join the conversation, please feel free to share uh, thoughts, comments, questions, all of that, all welcome. Uh, thank you, uh, Laura and Tom, for your thoughts and questions. And if you want to join the conversation, just holler at me on social media, on Instagram and Facebook, The Andy Osho with a W on the end. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to uh, subscribe and review the podcast and to download it. This all makes a difference. I have really enjoyed uh, sharing all of these thoughts with you and I hope you'll listen in to the next episode. Thanks guys and I'll see you very soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Creative Source. If you're looking for more support with your creative journey, I'm offering one-to-one online mentoring. Perhaps you want to launch a project but don't know where to start. Maybe you've got stuck around a certain issue, need some advice, or just want to bounce ideas around. Whatever it is, I'm here. Just hit the Patreon link in the show notes or go to patreon.com forward slash creative source with Andy Osho to find out more.